0: Luke chapter 22 beginning with verse number 7 and uh, we're going to read with that 7th verse down through the 20th verse The Bible says then came the day of unleavened bread when the passover must be killed and he Jesus he sent Peter and John saying go And prepare us the Passover that we may eat. And they said unto him, Where wilt thou that we prepare? And Jesus said unto them, Behold, when ye enter into the city, there shall a man meet you, bearing a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house where he entereth in. And ye shall say unto the good man of the house, The master saith unto thee, Where is the guest chamber? where I shall eat the Passover with my disciples. And he shall show you a large upper room furnished. And he said, there, make ready. And they went and found as he had said unto them, and they made ready the Passover. And when the hour was come, he sat down and the 12 apostles with him. And he said unto them with desire, And he took the bread and gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it unto them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this or this do in remembrance of me. Likewise also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood which is shed for you. And I'm gonna stop right there this morning. I'll ask if you'll just bow your heads. And we're going to pray and ask the Lord for his help, for his anointing in ministering his word, all right? Father, we thank you this morning for the opportunity that you've granted to us to be here in the house of God. Thank you this morning, Heavenly Father, for these that have come and these that have gathered for the anointing of your spirit that we have sensed as we worship your name and SANG SONGS OF PRAISE UNTO YOU. AND NOW, LORD, WE COME TO THE READING OF YOUR WORD. AND I WOULD ASK, HEAVENLY FATHER, THAT YOU WOULD PUT YOUR WORD IN MY MIND AND PUT YOUR WORD IN MY MOUTH AND USE ME AS AN INSTRUMENT IN YOUR HAND THIS MORNING TO SPEAK YOUR WORDS TO THIS, YOUR PEOPLE. AND, FATHER, I WOULD PRAY TODAY, LORD, THAT THE ANOINTING OF THE HOLY SPIRIT WOULD ACCOMPANY WHAT IS SPOKEN AND THAT IT WOULD FALL UPON HEARTS Fall upon ears that are touched of God to both hear and to receive. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will let Jesus Christ be glorified, your people be edified. Bless me now to be a blessing. Anoint me and give me liberty and give me uh, unction to, wor- to minister your word, I pray. and We will forever give you the praise and forever give you the thanks for it. And we ask it in the wonderful and mighty name of Jesus and everyone in agreement said amen. amen. So I want to minister this morning on a subject that I have entitled remembering our heroes. Remembering our heroes. Of course, uh, this morning is Memorial Day Sunday. And uh, I know we have some veterans that are here in our presence. If you're a veteran, either past or present, just Stand to your feet real quickly. Will you do that? Amen. Thank you. Thank you very, very much for your sacrifice and your service. Today and throughout this long weekend, we will be given the opportunity to... Recall and remember the men and the women that have served in our armed forces, both during times of war and during times of peace. And I know that I probably speak for every individual that's sitting here in this house this morning. I am proud to be an American. I told my wife the other day when we were going over the notes, I said, you know, I think I'm going to write into my notes that if you're not proud to be an American, I will help you pack. I didn't put it in my notes, but I just feel like, if you're not proud to be an American, I will help you pack, drive you to the border, and kick your backside out. She said, that might be a little harsh. (laughs) Well, it's not in my notes, but I just really felt like I had to say it. I'm proud to be an American. I am a patriot at heart. I love what this nation was founded upon. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. You may look around the political climate of the day and say, my, we have fallen and we have come a long way. But I'm telling you, I love what we were founded upon. We were founded upon the principles of God. We were founded upon the principles of his word. Upon that which is right in the sight of the Lord. And I am a patriot at heart. And and when I say to our veterans who are among us, and maybe those that will be listening by way of the internet, I tell you with all of my heart, I am grateful and I honor you for your sacrifice and for your service. We have all heard the statement that freedom is not free. How many of you know that's true? I stood, many years ago, I stood in Arlington Cemetery there at the tomb of the unknown soldier and I looked across the rolling hills of that cemetery and row after row after row after row of the white crosses that stood in honor of our heroes that sacrificed their life so that you and I might enjoy the freedoms that we enjoy in this country today. Amen. I, I know that freedom does not come free. I stood at the memorial that was built for the uh, Korean veterans I stood at the wall and shed tears as I looked at the names of those that died in a place called Vietnam. And whether you agreed with the war or not politically, I don't know where you came down on any side of any of that. All I'm saying is they fought and they gave their life for the cause of our nation. And I honor them and we honor you this morning and we owe you a great deal of gratitude we owe you a great deal and I will just also tell you this morning that I fear that this holiday has become not a day of remembrance but a day of pleasure it's become about the long weekend the three days to get away Uh, nothing wrong with getting away from work it's become the family outing the picnic the barbecue No, all of those things are fine and wonderful, but it's not about any of that. It's about remembering the sacrifice. It's about remembering those that gave their life and those that left home and left loved one and gave themselves for the cause. Amen. And Jesus here in our text, Brings us to a place where he requires us, asks us to remember. Look at that 19th verse in that 22nd chapter. That 19th verse, Jesus says, do this or this do, if you're reading in the King James. Do this, this do in remembrance of of me. Do this when you partake of communion, when you break bread and you partake of the cup. He said, when you do it as oft as you do it, do it in remembrance of me. Remember what it is that I have done for you. Remember what it is that I have given you. There have been physical, natural soldiers that laid down their life so that we might have and enjoy the freedoms that we exercise here in America today. But I'm going to tell you something this morning. There was only one captain of our salvation that laid down his life that we might have spiritual liberty and spiritual freedom. And his name was Jesus Christ. And the only thing that he asked of us is to remember what he did. This morning, it's about Memorial Day. It's about honoring our heroes. But this morning, our text is about honoring our heavenly hero, Jesus Christ. And the Spirit of the Lord just began to speak to me and began to put this message upon my heart and... I begin to contemplate when Jesus said, Do this or this do in remembrance of me. And I begin to ask the Holy Spirit, Father, what is it that you would have us to remember? What is it that you would, what did you have in mind that night when you spoke to your disciples? And what would you have us to recall about this moment in remembrance of you, Lord, when we partake of the communion table? And I believe that the Spirit of the Lord spoke to my heart four different areas that I want to talk to you about this morning. Number one, when Jesus said, This do in remembrance of me. I believe that he desires for us to remember the kind of life that he lived. Remember the life that he lived. How many of you know that his life was a life of love? One of the greatest scriptures in the word of God, I call it the golden text of the Bible. It's John three sixteen, And the Bible said that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe upon him would not perish but have everlasting life. And then I love verse 17. It says, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved what was it that brought Christ into this world it was his love for humanity he lived a life of love Jesus said in John chapter 15 in verse number 13 he said greater love hath no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friends what brought Christ into this world what gave him the strength to endure Calvary Amen. what was it that caused him to give himself and sacrifice his life it was his love for you and I his love for us so that we might be free from our adversary the devil So that we might have spiritual liberty. So that we might have, as the Bible said, life and have it more abundantly. Thank God, amen, that he gives us liberty. Thank God uh, that he's given us his salvation. Thank God uh, that he's given us eternal life. Thank God, uh, amen, for the sacrifice of Christ. He came and lived a life of love. I believe this morning that he would have us not only to remember his love, but I believe that he would have us to remember his commandment to love. Oh, now we're going to put the tire right on the road. Right where the rubber meets the road. Not only did he come and live a life of love, but he commanded you and I to love. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 22, verse number 37, Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your might. This, he said, is the first and the great commandment. And then he said, and the second is like unto this. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, what is it? He said, I want you to love your neighbor as yourself. How many of you have got to that place? Hello? The the kids sing a song in children's church called, He's still working on me. (laughs) Right? Love your neighbor. How many of you know some of them ain't lovable? Some of them are plumb contrary. (laughs) And you know what he wants us to do? Same thing he did. Love them anyway. Love them anyway. Love them anyway. I'm here to tell you this morning. He said, love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments, loving the Lord God and loving our neighbor, on these two commandments hang the whole law. In other words, the entire law is fulfilled in loving God and loving one another. Jesus said to his disciples one day, he said, men shall know you are my disciple. Not if you shout, not if you, you know, I mean, wear your dress down to your ankle. Not not, not if you speak in tongues, not if you, no, what was the telltale sign? If you love one another, then shall men know that you're my disciple. Amen. I believe this morning that he would not only have us to remember the life that he lived, which was a life of love, but I believe that he would have us to remember his commandment that we love the Lord our God with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our might. Amen. And love one another as he loved us. Remember this morning as we come to the communion table to love the Lord. I also believe this morning that he lived a life not only of love, but a life of sacrifice, a life of service. Jesus was not all about getting, he was about giving. He wasn't about being ministered unto, he was about ministering to others. Amen. You hear what I'm talking about this morning. The Bible said in Luke chapter 19 and verse number 10, the Bible said that the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. Acts chapter 10 verse number 38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. He came to serve. Amen. The Bible said in Mark chapter 10 and verse number 45, even the son of man, he said, came not to be ministered unto, but to minister unto others and to give his life a ransom for many. What did Jesus come to do? He came to live a life of love and he came to live a life of service. I challenge you this morning as we come to the communion table, remember that love that he has for us and remember his commandment of love and remember that we should be about serving one another in love. It's about serving others. It's about ministering to others. And when Jesus has his disciples in this intimate moment of time, and they are there in that upper chamber that they had prepared the Passover. All of the disciples are gathered and Jesus begins to break bread and begin to pour the wine into the cup and he hands it to them. And he says, this bread is my body that's broken. This blood or this, this, this wine that's in this cup, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. And do this. It's not just a religious ritual. It's not just a tradition of the church. Jesus said, I want you to do this. And when you do it, I want you to do it and remember me. Remember what it cost me to free you from Satan's snare." Remember what it cost me to bring deliverance into your life. Remember what it cost me. Amen. When I laid down my life to give you eternal life in Christ. As oft as you do this. Do this in remembrance of me. The Holy Spirit, I believe, would have us to remember his life. His life of love. His life of service. Secondly. I believe the Holy Spirit spoke into my heart and said, amen, that he would have us to remember the words that he taught. Remember the words that he taught. The Bible says in Titus chapter 2 and verse number 11, it says, For the grace of God that bring us salvation hath appeared unto all men, teaching us, teaching us teaching us to deny ungodliness and worldly lust that we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. And then he goes on to say, looking for that blessed hope. Amen. What is it saying? It's saying that Christ came. And when he came, he came teaching us how to walk godly. Teaching us how to live soberly. How to live uh, amen, right before God. How to live godly in this present world. I believe that Jesus would have us to remember the things that he taught. Amen. His teaching. He said, if you keep my commandment, then I know that you love me. If you love me, keep my commandments. Keep my teachings. Keep my sayings. What did he teach? He he taught us to be holy. Let that sink into your spirit this morning. He taught us to be holy. And there are all kinds of different ideas about what holy is. Some people think that you can put on holy. It's wear. It's outer wear. No, holy is not what you wear on the outside. Holiness is what you are because of who you are in him. Holy means to be separated and different, other. He taught us to be holy, and this is what he said. He said, be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father who is in heaven is perfect. Now, that sounds like a really tall order to measure up to, does it not? How many of you, and you don't have to, you know, testify or raise your hand or... But how many of you are perfect? Hey, listen, I'm here to tell you, I'm not perfect on a good day. (laughs) Right? But that's not the kind of perfect that he's talking about. He's not talking about perfect as in flawless. Because we are all flawed. And as long as you are in this human body, you're going to have faults and failures and flaws. What does he mean? Let me read it in another translation. This is the Amplified. He said, you, therefore, must be perfect, quote, growing into complete maturity of godliness in mind, character, having reached the proper height of virtue and integrity." He's not talking about being perfect as in flawless. He's talking about being perfect or being mature in the Lord. Oh, there's hope. Let me read it in another translation. This is the message. Jesus said, in a word, I love this one, in a word, what I am saying is grow up. <laughs> Your kingdom subjects. You are kingdom subjects. Now live like it. Live out your God-created identity. Live generously, graciously toward others the way that God lives toward you. Oh, I think I might be able to do that. If he helps me, hello? I think I might be able to achieve that. If I allow him to keep me pliable and he keeps working on me, Hello? If I'll allow him to change some stubborn areas, stiff neck areas in my life, I just might be able to be mature in the Lord. He taught us how to be holy. He taught us to, amen, live like, amen, like he lived. Live graciously, live generously toward others. Live a life in, in, in a spirit of love toward others. He taught us that we are to love our enemies. Mm, help me do that. Listen to what he said in Luke chapter 6, verse 27. He said, But I say unto you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Really? You want me to do good? To them that hate me? You want me to bless those who curse me and pray for those who spitefully use me? Isn't that what he did? Think about it. When he was hanging on the cross and he looked at them and he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Amen. Let me just tell you, he goes on to tell us that we are to love our enemies. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 14, he tells us that if we do not forgive them, if we do not have a spirit of forgiveness, uh, he said, if you forgive men not their trespasses, then your heavenly Father will not also forgive you your trespasses. How many of you need his forgiveness? Then forgive. Then forgive. Be willing to forgive. I said I believe that he would desire us to remember some of the things that he taught. Not only a life of love and remember a life of service, but remember his words. How many of you know some of these teachings were absolutely radical in his day? The Old Testament said an eye for an eye and a tooth for the tooth. Jesus said pray for them. And love them. That's rough. And then he said, if you don't forgive, I won't forgive. Amen. You know what makes me more willing to forgive those that trespass against me? Because I know I have trespassed against God. And I know that I stand in need of his forgiveness. And so, yeah, that ain't nothing. I forgive because I must be forgiven. I forgive because I must be forgiven. Amen. I believe that as we come to the communion table this morning, that he would have us to believe and have us to remember and have us to recall the life that he lived and the word that he taught. Holy Spirit spoke to my heart, number three, and said, remember the suffering that he endured. Remember the suffering that he endured. How many of you know Jesus suffered on Calvary to defeat our enemy? He suffered upon Calvary to defeat our adversary. Isaiah chapter 53 and verse number 4 through verse number 5 says this Surely he hath borne our griefs and our sorrows, not his griefs, not his sorrows, ours. Surely he hath borne our griefs and our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken and smitten of God and afflicted. And then it goes on to say, but he was wounded for our transgressions. Not his, ours. He was wounded for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was laid upon him. Not his, ours. He gave himself. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And he goes on to say, and by his stripes we are healed. Amen. Jesus gave himself and he suffered and endured the cross so that you and I this morning may have spiritual freedom in Christ Jesus. That we might be liberated from the powers of darkness. That we might be set free from our chains of bondage. Amen. THE CAPTAIN OF OUR SALVATION ENDURED THE CROSS AND GAVE HIMSELF FOR YOU AND I. THE BIBLE SAYS THERE IN THAT 19TH VERSE, YOU CAN SEE IT IN YOUR MIND IF YOU JUST PICTURE IT, HE IS GATHERED THERE WITH THE 12 AND HE TAKES THE BREAD AND HE BEGINS TO BREAK THAT BREAD, LITERALLY MANGLE THE BREAD AS IT COMES INTO PIECES. And he says, this is my body. That bread being broken, being torn in pieces. He says, this is my body. And then he says, it's given for you. And then I want you to do this in remembrance of me. There in the midst of that. 19th verse is one little word stuck right in the middle of that verse that just speaks volumes to me, and it's the word given, the word given. Let me just tell you something this morning. Jesus knew that he would be beaten without mercy by the Roman soldiers, but he was willing to give himself. He knew that he would be forsaken by even those that were seated with him at the supper table. He knew that they would turn and flee and he would be left alone to face an angry mob. But he said, I'm willing to give myself for you. He knew that he would be crucified and nailed to the cross. But he said, I'm willing to give myself a sacrifice on your behalf. He knew that he, would, he could have with one hand, one word, one spoken word, he could have destroyed every Roman soldier and annihilated the city of Jerusalem and w- turned and walked out, never to be bothered with him anymore. But he gave himself. He allowed himself to be broken. He allowed his body to be mangled. So that by his stripes we could be healed. He gave his body and then he says to them. As they sat at that table. As oft as you come to the communion table. As oft as you do this. I desire that you do this in remembrance of me. And what I gave to you. And what I sacrificed for you. REMEMBER THIS MORNING AS WE BEGIN TO PARTAKE OF THE COMMUNION TABLE. REMEMBER THE LIFE THAT HE LIVED. REMEMBER THE WORD THAT HE TAUGHT. AND REMEMBER THE SUFFERING THAT HE ENDURED. NUMBER FOUR, REMEMBER THE DEATH THAT HE DIED. REMEMBER THE DEATH THAT HE DIED. THE BIBLE TELLS US IN THE BOOK OF LEVITICUS THAT THE LIFE OF THE FLESH IS IN THE BLOOD. AND JESUS GAVE HIS LIFE'S BLOOD, GAVE HIS LIFE SO THAT YOU AND I MIGHT BE FREE. VERSE NUMBER 20 SAYS, LIKEWISE ALSO HE TOOK THE CUP AFTER SUPPER, SAYING, THIS IS THE NEW TESTAMENT, THIS IS THE NEW COVENANT, THIS IS THE NEW PROMISE. This is the new covenant, the new testament, in my blood, which is shed for you. Now, stop and think for a moment about it this uh, morning, just for a moment. Under the old covenant, they sacrificed daily lambs and bullocks. Blood was spilled at the temple gate every day. Not hundreds, more than likely thousands of animals sacrificed the blood. They would take a lamb, slit its throat, and the blood would bleed out. They would catch it in a cup and put it upon the altar. And all that blood did under the old covenant, the blood of animals, all that blood did was simply cover their sin. It never went away. It's still there. It's just covered. It never rolled it away. It never took it out of the way. It just simply covered it. But I'm still dealing with it. I'm still struggling with it. But it just covered it. Now. Let me just tell you what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 9, verse number 12. It says, neither the blood of bulls and goats or calves, but by his own blood, by his own blood, he entered into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and goats doth sanctify to the purifying of the flesh, then how much more shall the blood of the eternal Son of God, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot, and without blemish. What does it say? It's saying that once and for all, the blood of Jesus dealt with the sin of mankind. And it didn't just cover it, but it rolled it out of the way and moved it as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered against us anymore. Mm. Hallelujah. Jesus said when you come to the communion table, I want you to remember that this blood, this cup represents my blood. The blood that was so powerful that it washed your sins away and removed them as far as the east is from the west. never to be remembered against you anymore. Cast into the depths of the sea and you can go free, 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 Amen. because of my precious blood when you come to the table and you hold that cup in your hand, it's not just a little fruit of the vine. It's not just a cup, but it is symbolic of my blood that was spilled on Calvary's cross so that you might be free. I'm talking about our heavenly hero this morning. Yes, we honor our veterans, and yes, we honor their sacrifice, but I'm here to tell you this morning, our heavenly hero, Jesus Christ, amen, needs, amen, a memorial to be remembered for him, and this morning, as we come and we begin to partake of the communion table, don't take of it lightly, amen, but remember the love that he came to give life, amen, remember the life that he lived, remember the the word that he taught. Remember, amen, the the, the suffering that he endured. And remember the blood that was spilled on our behalf to give us freedom and to give us victory in his name, victory in Jesus, victory because of him. Let me just tell you this morning, he defeated a foe that we could not defeat. He defeated a foe that we could not defeat. He delivered us when we could not deliver ourselves. He paid a debt that he did not owe because we owed a debt that we could not pay. He came and he said, Listen, all I'm asking from you is that you would do this AND then WHEN YOU DO THIS, YOU WOULD DO IT IN REMEMBRANCE OF ME. THAT YOU WOULD DO IT IN REMEMBRANCE OF ME. YOU TALK ABOUT HONOR. YOU TALK ABOUT GRATITUDE. YOU TALK ABOUT REVERENCE. Hey AMEN, I DON'T KNOW ABOUT YOU, BUT MY HEART LITERALLY MELTS WHEN I THINK OF WHAT THE LORD HAS DONE FOR ME. BUT IT DID NOT COME FREE, BECAUSE FREEDOM IS NOT FREE. Freedom has never been free. And I'll just classify that with one other. Freedom will never be free. It costs someone something. And you and I this morning have the grace of God shed abroad over our lives that when we come to him, he graciously receives us and graciously removes our sin and graciously washes us and cleanses us and gives us a brand-new slate and a brand-new start. And he says to us, as oft as you do this, remember me, because I'm the one that paid your price. I'm the one that paid for your sacrifice. I'm the one that paid for your freedom. And all I can say is, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving me life and life more abundant. When I could not help myself, you made a way where there did not seem to be a way didn't cost me anything, but it cost heaven everything. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask Houston if he will come and just play something softly this morning. As we begin to partake of the communion table this morning, Brother John, Brother Kern, would you come? Just get prepared to hand out the communion this morning. But as we begin to prepare our hearts to receive, I just remind you of the words of Jesus. He said, do this in remembrance of me. This morning, we're not going to partake of communion as church tradition. We're not going to receive communion as you know, some great tradition of the church, even though it is. But WE'RE GOING TO RECEIVE IT AS IT IS IN SYMBOLIC FORM, THE BODY AND THE BLOOD OF JESUS CHRIST. BROTHER, WILL YOU GO AHEAD AND BEGIN TO HAND IT OUT TO THOSE THAT ARE HERE THIS MORNING. AS YOU PARTAKE, REMEMBER THE LIFE THAT HE LIVED, A LIFE OF LOVE, A LIFE OF SERVICE. REMEMBER THE WORDS THAT HE TAUGHT TO LOVE ONE ANOTHER. To love the Lord God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our might. Remember the words that he taught to love our enemies. Pray for those that despitefully use us. If you have ought against somebody, let it go. You need it worse than they do. Forgive them because you need forgiveness. Let it go. And, when, and, I, and I'll just tell you something the Bible said that vengeance is mine saith the Lord when you let it go what you're saying is God I don't want to deal with it I le, I'm just going to let you deal with it and then we put it in his court and vengeance is the Lord's and the Bible said it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of an angry God hello so if you're here this morning and you have audience, against somebody, let it go forget it forgive them free yourself and forgive them Free yourself and forgive them. Remember the things that he taught. Remember the suffering that he endured. Remember the price that he paid, the blood that was spilled on our behalf. Talk about your heroes, and they all deserve our admiration. Thank you so much. But this morning, I want to honor my heavenly hero. I want to honor my heavenly hero, Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, Lord. Have you got a finger now? Bow your heads and let's pray. Will you do that? Father this morning as we get ready to receive this sacrifice as we get ready to receive what is indeed a representation of your body like that bread you mangled on that night tore apart and handed to your disciples we remember your body Your body that was bruised and crushed and broken. The stripes that were laid upon your back. The crown of thorns that rested upon your head. The bruises that you suffered internally. And Father, we receive this bread this morning with a heart of thanksgiving, knowing that you did it on our behalf. And Father, we do this this morning in remembrance of you. Would you now take the wafer that represents the body of Christ? says that he took of the cup and he said unto them this cup is the new testament in my blood do this as oft as you drink it and do it in remembrance of me father this morning we thank you for the powerful sin saving blood of Jesus Christ that was spilled and that was shed, not to cover but to remove our sin, not to hide it from your face, but to remove it just as if it never happened. <laughs> my God, we thank you for the wonderful power in the blood that saves a wretch like me, like us. And this morning, Lord, as we partake of this cup, we do so in remembrance of you, our heavenly hero. Now partake of the cup. Bye, my, 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 my! Just bow your heads. Just, just bow your heads. Take a moment. Take a moment and tell him what he means to you. Just take a moment and tell him how much he means to you. How grateful you are for his love, for his example, for his mercy, for his strength, for his power in your life. Bless the name of the Lord. you, sweet Jesus, I thank you, sweet, sweet Jesus, precious mighty Lamb of God.